seeing this every week. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is your friend, the ringleader of the Philanthropy and Focus Circus. And it's a bit of a circus. Um, I bring on different guests. I tell different stories. And really, we focus, P-H-O-C-U-S, we focus on a couple of things. We focus on helping the organizations tell their story and amplify their message. And talk about amplified. I'm not as amplified as I usually am because usually I'm at the top of my house hollering in my attic where you know only the people that are listening to the broadcast can hear me because I'm far away from things. But I'm actually I'm on the road. I'm traveling right now. And I'm trying to be less amplified. If Tommy D can actually be a less amplified version of himself. That's who I'm trying to be right now. So I am thrilled that this month of July I've had now – three episodes of Philanthropy in Focus where we have brought on a nonprofit organization serving the veterans community. If you haven't heard by now, there's this tragic situation that veterans who are experiencing mental health issues and PTSD are taking their own lives at an alarming rate. And it's something we need to address. We need to address the mental health issue in this country. We need to especially address and service those who have given their service to us and our country. And that's the reason why I bought this hat. Shout out to CVS. I spent like seven bucks on this Uncle Sam hat because uh, Amazon wasn't going to deliver the whole outfit as early as I had wanted them to deliver the whole outfit. So anyhow, this is that. This is what we got. Be the good in the world. Believe there is good in the world. That's what the t-shirt says. If you're not on uh, Facebook watching us, that's what it's all about. Be the change. Be the good. Make the impact. That's what the show is all about. And today, I'm always taken by um, young people who are in service work and who get involved with the work that nonprofits do all the time. You hear me talk about this all the time, how, you know, I'm out there doing days of service and how it's important for people to get involved with nonprofit organizations. And in this case, when I meet young people who are the founders of organizations, especially those people who are serving our veterans, it really, it inspires me. It tells me that at 44 years old, um, I can be doing more. I can be making an impact. And if you're 54 or 64 or 94, you can be making an impact. So I inspire you. And the other side of that spectrum is if you're four or 14, get involved. It doesn't mean like my two guests, you have to start your own nonprofit organization, but it does mean you can make an impact when you get involved. And without further ado, I really just want to say shout out to Sean Duclay and Killian Duclay who are here I, I usually am in an attic. Now this is like a virtual attic that we're in because we're not even really in my attic, but in my head, I'm in my attic. Guys, welcome to the show. It wouldn't be for, if it wasn't for the American Legion in uh, in my neighborhood, I wouldn't have met you guys a couple of months back. So good morning. How are you gentlemen? What's going on? Good morning. Thank you hey, very Tony. much for having us. Thrilled to have you both. It is the three of us here, so it's going to be, and, and you guys are brothers, so you're going to have to kind of duke it out to figure out who answers these questions as we go through the process. But you start an organization, Killing you were 16, Sean, you were 14 when you started this organization, Sail Ahead. Sail Ahead's focus is to work with the veterans community, especially veterans who are experiencing PTSD, help these veterans get out you know, on a boat sailing, as well as just drawing the conversation around PTSD and what's going on uh, to bring it to the forefront. Because I know from your website, that's what you guys are talking about. It's Yes, it's serving these veterans, but it's also to begin the conversation. So as I looked at, at your backgrounds and bios, which, um, you, you know, you guys grew up on the water. So it's sort of an, it was an obvious thing that this is the type of work you would become involved with. 
Um, I want, you know, Killian, if you want to start off or Sean, just you guys choose who's going to start so we can uh, not talk over each other. But um, who wants to start? Tell me, raise your hand. You guys probably knew who was going to start. Killian, did you? Yeah. All right. So why don't you take us back to the sailing and the story and really where this organization, the idea for this came from? Yeah. So like you said, we kind of grew up on the water. Um, Our parents were sailors before us. And there's a funny story of uh, my parents had a a 35 foot sailboat before I was born. And once I was born, even as an infant, you know, like a few months old, they would place me on the high side of the sailboat, you know, the sailboat leans and they just put me a baby on the, on the high side to like compensate the weight. So right off the bat, we were born on the water. And for us, sailing was kind of like anyone playing football or baseball growing up. You know, it was just always, uh, it was our thing, um, always on the water. Uh, so when we became, when Sean and I were 16 and 14 years old, that's when we first heard, like on the news, that at the time there were at least 22 veterans uh, committing suicide each day. So on a daily basis, that's at least, one, that's almost one an hour. When we heard that, you know, it was shocking. We had no idea how to grasp that number. It's like, you know, one death an hour. What does that even mean? So we, we just, at that point, like we were frostbiting. So we were, that means that we were sailing in the winter uh, on Long Island in Oyster Bay. And we were like, hey, we always have this extra spot on the boat. Like there's always extra space. Why don't we bring somebody who could, you know, benefit from sailing on the water? And, uh, you know, for us, sailing is therapeutic. I always say that I forget that one math exam that I flunked when I'm out sailing. It's nice to be on the water in nature, among friends, family. So, so yeah, we brought somebody out. The first veteran we ever brought out sailing uh, was a Vietnam War era veteran in the Navy. And he told us that he had PTSD and that he had been going to therapy for 25 years prior for that, for PTSD. So we brought him sailing. Again, it was frostbiting, so winter, freezing conditions, not ideal. And it's a Vietnam guy, so he's older, you know. So <laughs> bones are aching. Like we're bringing out sailing in the winter time. I guess in hindsight, it kind of sounds a little insane, but he was up for it. And you know, we had a blast. Went out sailing for a few hours in the freezing cold. We get back to the beach, and then he started. He started to cry, like. And Sean and I, at 14, 16 years old, we started crying too because we're like, what the heck is going on? You know, like, here's a grown man crying in front of us after we went sailing. And uh, he said that after 25 years of going to therapy, that was the best therapy he's ever had that day on the water. And he came, and then moving forward, every weekend, since we, we would go sailing every weekend, he joined us. So every weekend he was out there with us sailing and that's the first for us the first time where we realized like wow we tapped into something that we had no idea existed that was needed so in a way it was a it was by accident you know that we got into this and then he he invited friends family you know and then pretty much it kind of grew from there you know uh but that's how we started uh the snowy beaches of oyster bay in 2013 i love it i love it i 
I, I don't live too far from the snowy beaches of Oyster Bay, and I will tell you, um, for my life, I always have to take the Dramamine or something like that when I get on a boat because I've always had that motion sickness thing. And the other thing that challenges me is I hate being cold. So listening to that story, as I sit here in a T-shirt, I'm shivering, although it's, you know, it's July. I'm shivering going, man, I don't want to be on the water in the winter, that's for sure. And and you guys, obviously, as you say, grew up on the water. It's it's just natural. And we do live on an island, so there's water everywhere we all, all around. That's what an island is, Tommy. Good job. But that's <laughs> that's not actually um you know it, it's special that story and where did you meet this gentleman like how sean do you remember like how you connected with this particular vietnam veteran yeah i think you know everyone knows a veteran in the, in their lives in america so we just uh we talked to people and we said do you know anyone who might be interested in this and uh and then they you know they they brought him up as uh, someone who might benefit from sailing and and it was really just as simple as that so why do you think that, yeah, a friend of a friend, especially, man, why, why do you find, like, and having grown up on it, it's just in your nature, the sailing piece and the water, but what do you think is, is therapeutic, you know, not from a technical, from a scientist perspective, but just for yourself, I will tell you, I've had uh, a couple weeks ago, we had, I think, and you know this woman, Eileen Shanahan from Warrior Ranch Foundation, and I'll tell you, I sit on the board of Horse Ability out of SUNY Old Westbury, as I think you guys may know, and the horses are incredibly therapeutic. I feel like my, my blood pressure going down. I feel more mellowed. I feel calmer. And I, I know my friends who do sail, and again, we live on an island, um, that the water is relaxing and, and therapeutic. But talk to me about that, Sean. Why don't you take a little bit of that, too, about for you and, and that experience? Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it's multifaceted. So there's, there's an answer for everyone. If you like, you know, just like just isolating the noise alone, if you're into like, if you like ASMR, things like that, just the water rushing against the hull is uh, by itself a cathartic experience. Uh, if you like nature, you know, some people do, like you said, some people like horses, um, hiking, skiing. This is the same thing. You're out in the elements. It's you and your team and you're facing the nature. So you have a common goal. You have a mission. And of course, you need to work together. Because the second you start thinking selfishly, uh, you know, you cease to move forward. So it's sort of a sort of a forced group therapy session because you can't exactly abandon ship. And uh, so there's the nature element. There is the challenge of, of the physical challenge and the mental challenge of, of uh, cohesively working on this boat to, to har- harness the wind and move forward. It's kind of it's kind of magical. You know, it, the, it's whimsical, the idea of harnessing the wind. So for a lot of people who like physical challenges, there's something there for you. If you like the tranquility of being on the ocean, watching the sunset, it's there for you. So it's a very broad range of of possibilities. But if you get seasick, those are all kind of out the window. (laughs) Well, again, unless you guys have a solution now, I can't go back 44 years and have my parents put me on the hull of that boat and like, you know, hope that I'm going to not be seasick all these years later. So that's another thing we'll have to deal with. But I, I have been out on, actually, to tell you the truth, I didn't even know I was going to bring this up. We're hearing you talk about teamwork and harnessing the wind. So uh, we went whitewater rafting yesterday uh, with my crew, my, my four and my wife, my four kids and my wife. And I will tell you, um, to your point, you need to be rowing in the same direction. And needless to say, 
that didn't exactly happen for much of the day. <laughs> so, um, and I'm, as I sat there and sort of knew I was going to have this conversation with you guys today, I wasn't sure I was going to bring it up, but I'm doing it now. And it's like, it was a thing where I was like, wow, this is the ultimate test in teamwork. Like this, yeah. this, this, these rapids and these rocks going to have their own way with us and we have to work together. And um, it, to me, it was an interesting perspective into life in general and going, I mean, I even, uh, here's a little of my parenting skills, guys. I even said, guys, if you're ever going to work on a team, you need to be flexible. You need to communicate. And we're not doing a great job of flexibility and communication right now. And that was, I may not have said it as eloquently as I just said it when, <laughs> when my four kids were fighting over the, the paddles, but, um, it was, it, it's certainly something that I see in what you guys do. And, and you talk tranquility too, Sean, and that to me is, is special. As I look where I am right now, you can't see it because, well, because it's over there, but there's a pond and there's ducks out here in the pond and there's some deer where I am and it's a special part of the world where I'm at right now. I'm not on the island. And um, there's something about water, man. I mean, even where I, where I live not too far from where you guys are talking about, um, in the morning, sometimes I start my day, I drive over to the beach by my house and I just... Sometimes I get out of the car, sometimes I don't. And I just sit, a little bit of meditation, maybe not some meditation, maybe just staring. And that, the, the sunrises, excuse me, the sunsets really, sunrises as well, although I'm never up early enough for that. But the sunsets where we are up on the North Shore of Long Island, I guess you guys can attest to some of the stuff we can see. And it's, it's really special. And nature is an incredible thing. And I think it's special how you guys talk about it, how, how people are affected by by what nature can provide and, and, and really, especially for the veterans. So um, I'm going to, we're going to take a quick break because we have to, uh, not because I want to, but we do have to take breaks on the show. So when we do that, I want to, you had one veteran who started to bring his family and his friends. I want to pick up the story from there. Um, you guys decide, you know, you can text each other and decide who's going to take it off when we get right back to it. But I just want to talk about that, that, who are these folks that you're serving, not by names, but really where do they come from? How do they find out? How do they get connected with the organization? We'll take this conversation to programming and then ultimately how we as, as people who are not yet affiliated with the organization can help out through connections and support and events and all that stuff. Does that sound good? Yep. All right. All right, cool. We'll be right back. Philanthropy and Focus, Tommy D, not in the attic, but traveling right now. We'll be right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? 
Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his Alright, listen, even when I'm not in the attic, I'm still in the attic. Your boy Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from an undisclosed location in the northeast of the United States of America with a Uncle Sam hat, because why wouldn't I? It's July 2022. It is Veterans Month on Philanthropy and Focus. Killian, Sean Duclay are both here. They're talking to us about Sail Ahead. They're talking to us. I want to mellow out with you guys. They're talking to us about the tranquility of being on the water. They're talking to us about the teamwork. And ultimately, why are we here this month? They're talking to us about how their organization is impacting veterans. 16 years old and 14 years old when they founded this organization. Don't tell me you're too young. Don't tell me you're too old. You want to make an impact. You want to do something. Go freaking do it. I said a bad word. Go freaking do it. Get out there and make an impact and do something. And yes, Killian, I will get you one of these ridiculous Uncle Sam hats. You got it, kid. I'll take care of you. How old are you guys now, Killian, before you talk to me about like programs and, and what this looks like every day? I'm uh, 25 and Sean is 23. 23. Young men with the world in front of you making an impact. Thank you for what you guys do. Tell me about what this looks like day in and day out, programs-wise, how many months out of the year you can do this. Uh, apparently, you guys like to go in the water when it's cold. That's a whole yeah. other thing for me. Uh, it's got to be like 98 degrees for me to even go into a pool. Like, so forget about being on the water. When I was whitewater rafting yesterday, the, one of the guides, a kid, he had this really cool uh, whitewater kayak, and they're doing all these tricks. And he was telling me they go down this river, they, they, and and there's ice everywhere in the wintertime, and they still go down there, like in these wetsuits, and they got, like, really warm gear underneath the suits. So tell me, let, let's just talk about what this looks like every day, guys. Take it away. Yeah, yeah I mean, first of all, yeah, sailing can be 365, like, Every day of the year, you could be out there, obviously. <laughs> um, but I wanted to just mention again that, you know, the reason why, like, sailing and, and frostbiting, which is an absurd, insane concept, and it's not comfortable, like, straight up, it's just not comfortable, is that you have to remember that a lot of these guys, these military uh, veterans, they're used, they're trained and used to acting calm under pressure, you know, being able to operate through chaos and live in uncomfortable situations and environments so you know sailing is very therapeutic because it can be calm but it's also therapeutic and a lot of people don't think of it this way it can be therapeutic because it's chaotic so for example working like we mentioned earlier working as a team to get the boat moving we we have sailed when it was raining when it's freezing we've sailed on the long island sound coming from martha's vineyard back to stanford connecticut being chased by a, a freaking hurricane. So 
it, it adds on the pressure, but on the same token, these guys are used to it. You know, when they're deployed overseas in a combat zone, nothing goes according to plan. Everything always goes to, you know, to crap. So they, they, it's like, in a way we, we thrive on that. It's like the adrenaline junkie inside all of us. And then you come back home, imagine like you, you live that and then you come back home and it's calm again, or you don't know, like, you know, you're not there with your comrades, with your squad and, you don't have a collective objective anymore that, that you're used to. So sailing can provide that. Sailing can be intense. Sailing is teamwork. It's acting cool under pressure. Um, and that's kind of, that's basically the experience that we're trying to mimic is, is recreating this camaraderie, um, the sense of belonging, uh, working towards like a common goal against a common enemy, you know, whether that's in a race against other people or that's against mother nature. And one thing, Another thing about sailing is that the reason why I think it's therapeutic, at least for me, is that you can't multitask. You know, you're out there on the ocean. You can't do emails. You can't talk to your friends. You can't like, you know, you, you really need to just fo- focus 100% of your energy on sailing. All in. Yeah. When you break right, like all in on the all in on the task at hand, otherwise we have big problems. Exactly. And you can't be distracted, otherwise you sink. Or, I mean, you know, like things go... <laughs> I mean, it's just like, like Tommy, I'd imagine like yesterday when you, when you went uh, whitewater rafting, it's like, imagine trying to do anything else. You can't. <laughs> so um, it, that's... It, that was the one thing too. Yeah, you, you, your point is not lost on me because we were trying so hard. I fell out once, my, my wife fell out once, it was something. And then you got to try and get an adult human being back on this boat while the, uh, while the rapids are going. So kind of crazy. Again, and not the ocean... And, and there's no reset button, you know, like you're, you fall in the water, your wife falls in the water. You can't be like, Oh, hit the menu button, exit, save and exit. You know, you can't bail out. You have to deal with the, the chaos in front of you. No, this was not Fortnite. No, this was not Fortnite or, or some, or my son Madden football. This was real life stuff. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so, and, and I think, you know, especially in a, in a society and in a time in history where we all are distracted by these things here, you know, we're distracted by these devices and these phones. As challenging as, you know, being on the water was with us trying to maintain and and manage personalities, et cetera, yesterday, there was this point where I I was like, you know, they haven't been on the phone or anything for four hours. There was no option. Like to your point, well, we didn't have the phones with us or, or the devices or tablets or anything. But to your point, like you can't look away, can't play games and, and like meaning like literally or figuratively play a game. You can't, you're in the zone, um, which is, I love how you've drawn this parallel in, in explaining that to us, how it's a, it's similar to a mission, you know, not necessarily a combat mission, but you mentioned something there and I don't want it to sneak away, but races, do you do races? Like are you guys in doing regattas or different things like that, that stuff you're involved with? Yeah, Sean, maybe you want to talk about our program? Sure, jump in, yeah. Yeah, so um, we do race, and uh, our racing team leader, is uh, his name is Fran Ratopi. He's a Green Beret who served in the Army for 13 years. And uh, so he's a talk about intensity. Just being next to him, you feel, you know, the residual intensity. Uh, so imagine being in a, in a serious situation. Um, not only that, but when you're racing, some of the long races, they can last several days and you don't stop. So it's through the night, you're taking shifts. So that's, we like to think that that's 
reminiscent in a in a therapeutic way uh, for veterans, men and women who have been exposed to this hardship, um, and now they're electing to to go through it again. And uh, and uh, you know we talked about it being therapeutic and cathartic, but there are also real stakes like life and death. You know, at night, if there's only two of you on board, you need to make sure you're tethered in. If there's waves and wind, uh, it's a possibility because it happens that you fall overboard. And if you fall overboard and no one notices you, six hours later, you know, you're pretty far from the boat. So, so there are high stakes. You could also sip a margarita and uh, watch the sunset. So like I said, it's multifaceted. But uh, so what Sail Ahead is, is we're, we're a, a mission-driven organization. And our mission is threefold. Number one is to use the ocean as a therapeutic platform to heal the scars of war. Um, and that that's not only veterans in active duty, but that's also the families, because uh, what we like to say when we talk with the veterans and amongst ourselves is that when America was at war, it really wasn't America that was at war. It was the soldiers, the men and women who were actually involved in the military and also their families, because uh, for most Americans, uh, definitely for me, um, my life really didn't change when we were at war. And then uh, when we were not at war, you know, nothing happened. And I'm sure more than half of my high school and college classmates couldn't point Afghanistan on a map. So, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to show people that, that uh, they're appreciated. You know, we take them on the water and we put them with uh, people who have gone through s similar experiences, whether it's the mother of a soldier or the soldier themselves. And, uh, and this in itself, you know, exposure to your own community is, is therapeutic. The, the second part of our mission is to uh, raise and spread PTS and veteran suicide awareness. And I think uh, we've come a long way uh, since we started in, two, in, in 2013. So, so that's been really good. And uh, the third is to honor and remember our mates. And these are our mates. Tell, tell, tell I want to hear about your, the mates. I really, I, I know that's critical. And, and the 219 I see behind Killian is, is represented. So I really want to dive into that story. But before we do that, if you could, Sean, I, I want to understand, because when you say that, and I don't disagree with you at all, that many of your high school and college classmates probably couldn't point out Afghanistan. And I, I don't know if the map was put in front of me that I could either, to be completely honest with you. So, um, because as somebody who has not served this country uh, in the capacity as a veteran, um, you're right. It's, we, you know, you see the news, we see the papers, we see the stories, but it's not, it, if you don't have someone either in your direct immediate family or in your extended family who's serving, you know, it's noise in the background. I don't mean that disrespectfully to anybody, but it's just what goes on. We're here, we're living our lives as civilians, and yeah. these things are going on on the other side of the world. So I want to ask you just to stay on that point, and then we're certainly going to get into your mates. What does it, is there a piece of education that either you guys are developed or are trying to bring into the school system? Or, you know, when you talk about that awareness piece, can you go, can you expand a little more on that? Um, so as far as where our awareness originates, I'll just start there is, uh, I'm a, yeah. I was a history major in college. I really like to read. Yep. So I, I've always been into, uh, uh, into history and, and, uh, especially I think where this comes from is that, uh, my dad is an immigrant, he's French. And so our whole family on my dad's side, you know, during the thirties and forties lived under Nazi occupied France. And, uh, and it was like, there's a very famous French song by one of the most famous French singers that says, it, it's all about D-Day. 
and it says, you know, the, these guys from Georgia came to die on the beaches of Normandy for our freedom. So this is not lost on France at all. So we kind of were always, you know, cognizant of the fact that that Americans liberated uh, France. And so we, and not only that, but we had, so my dad had soldiers in his family. So we were all always aware of PTSD, even if we didn't have a name for it. So uh, this was, this was true for, for us growing up. And then once we heard of the issue, we made it a, a mission to be aware and, uh, and to, you know, I don't know, we, we weren't, I wasn't around to help out during World War II, but I'm here now for the people who are here now. So and a lot of these, like in the military, it's very much about uh, the history of your regiment, the history of your squad. So we like to say that, you know, the, the, the Rangers, for example, U.S. Army Rangers, those are the same people who stormed the beaches 80 years ago. Uh, you know, if you move the cursor back, they would have done the exact same things that uh, in World War II their regiment was doing. So these are the same people in different circumstances, uh, and we, we just want to help out. Um, and so one way that we, we raise awareness is through our events and our events can, you know, the, uh, our next one is next Sunday and we'll have, right now we have 26 sailboats. We'll have about 200 people there. And uh, we give, you know, this is an opportunity for us to spread awareness with the microphone, uh, with the civilian community and the veterans community. For the veterans, we're raising awareness of programs like Sail Ahead. And for the civilians, we're raising awareness for things like, you know, the veteran suicide epidemic. That's awesome. We're going to take a quick break. Where, where do we find out? Is it on the website about that event? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So sailahead, sailahead.org. Is that right, guys? Yeah. Sailahead.org. Yeah. And I know I can count on my buddy Mick Collins because I looked on my phone. I don't have all my monitors going where I'm at. So I saw Mick Collins already share the website. So if you're on Facebook, Mick's hooking us up over there. Otherwise, go if you're not on Facebook, go to sailhead.org and look under events, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll be back. When we come back from break, I want to go right into to the, to what you, how do you consider your mates, right? Our mates is how you say it, right? That's, so mm -hmm. I, want to, I want to talk about the significance when we come back. This is Philanthropy in Focus. I'm Tommy D. We'll be right back. Howdy. I'm Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time 
on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Join me in the attic, even if I'm really not in the attic. Because I'm in the attic of my head. So we're here. I usually say I took two flights up from the kitchen to get to where I'm standing right now. But that would be a fib because I'm sitting down and I'm not anywhere near my kitchen. But listen, shout out to my buddy Mick Collins who is telling me, slow down, Tommy. Take it easy. I'm working from my phone today. I'm watching you guys on my phone. So Mick is like my biggest fan, guys. He is actually a veteran. So shout out to Mick. Thank you, Mick, for your service. Uh, paid forward processing, every swipe benefits charity. Mick is involved in the merchant processing business, guys, credit card processing, and where every swipe benefits charity because they give back their net profits to nonprofit organizations. So, you know, at some point you should know Mick. He's a good buddy of mine. And uh, he helps me because sometimes I'm doing the show. Uh, this has never been actually negotiated, but Mick does all these things, sharing different things on Facebook and putting different things up. If I said something about a song, he'll go and find out who the artist is, and it just shows up on the Facebook feed. So he's hooking me up always. All right, talk about hookups. Let's talk about the situation. Uh, two young men hear something on the news. They found an organization because they say that is a tragedy, that is a travesty. Veterans taking their own lives is absolutely not where this world should be, and we need to get in, involved, lean in, and do some work around PTSD education, post-traumatic stress disorder education, right? The tragedy of veterans taking their lives and find ways to help as well as to remember veterans that we have lost. So I know there's that 219 above your uh, shoulder there, Killian. Sean, you were just about to, he's pointing at gang, right? So Sean, you were just about to talk about it, but I dug in a little deeper on that other piece. Let's talk about it now. Tell us about, I know you had something you want to hold up because I've seen you walk around with this. So take it away. Yeah. So yeah, when we met, uh, we were walking around with our mates and our mates are, I'm holding them up right now, the name tags of over 219 veterans, men and women who have died by suicide. And, uh, so the reason we started out with 219, we've accumulated more since since we first got them, is uh, is that when we began Tell Ahead, the, the VA statistic was 22 a day. So that means every 10 days, you have you know all of these name tags that I have here represent a human life. And uh, that's 219. That's, you're carrying how many you how many you carrying there, Sean? It's more than 219 now because, uh, but it's, right. but it's, it's, uh, we started with 219 and, um, mm-hmm. and the one that's missing from the equation there represents the one life we're trying to save. So, you know, we're not, our mission is to save lives. We're under no illusions. We're not saying that we're going to save everyone and end the, the suicide epidemic, but you know, if we can save at least one, then we're, then we're on the right track. You know, so it's, it's, a, it's a 22 multiply by the 10 days and then subtracting one to be symbolic of the one that you're going to impact and save. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, it's a, it's a very powerful visual because again, talking about stats and awareness, it's like numbers aren't very human. You can't really connect with them. Whereas, you know, these, a lot of these tags come right off of someone's uniform. And, uh, and so here they are and, and we take them wherever sailhead is, we have our mates with us. 
and we're happy to talk about them. Um, we're in touch with many of the families of our mates. And uh, this is a story I say all the time. One of, one of the mates was named Shampoo. And uh, so she died by suicide. And her mother requested that when we go sailing, we take a selfie with uh, her tag and we send it to her mother. And so we did that. And she said that, wow, my daughter had never gone sailing before. Thank you. You know, so, so this is, is very powerful. And this is, these are not pieces of cloth. These are the spirits, the souls of over 219 veterans who've lost the fight. And, you know, the, the war, America may no longer be at war, uh, but the war, there is another kind of war going on. It's more insidious. It's, it's far less visible. And it's going on in the minds of our veterans here at home. So, so this is a, it's, it's a sad symbol, but it's also very hopeful because, uh, again, Shampoo's mom, uh, she said, you know, the worst thing that could happen to her daughter is that she's forgotten. So we're, we're struggling against that. We're, that's why I'm telling that story is to, you know, to, to remember them. I, I, listen, I mean, I have the chills right now. I'm sure anybody listening does. I'm, I'm holding back my own emotions because your, your remembrance is, is, and where we, we, where I met you guys that first Saturday morning uh, out of the American Legion was the suicide and remembrance flag being raised uh, outside the Legion. And um, it, it's about recognizing this as an issue, but it's also remembering that these are individual human beings at the end of the day. This isn't statistics. It's these are people's lives that are hurting and are in so much pain that their only way to lessen that pain is to, is to, is to, go away and, and take their own lives. And that's a tragic situation. And as you said, Sean, we're not going to be able to save everybody, but you know what? If Sailhead makes an impact and Warrior Ranch Foundation makes an impact and Homes for the Brave out of Bridgeport makes an impact and Operation Initiative, who was here last week with um, United Veterans Beacon House, if all these organizations are each making a difference and making an impact and, and next week, uh, Operation Vest will be here. And I mean, I'm thinking, you know, there might be another show where I just do a show, an episode every week with another veterans organization separate and apart. I'm thinking that as I sit here with you guys, because there's so much work that needs to be done. But there are so many nonprofits that are doing this work. And I, and I believe they need to be spotlighted. So, all right. I, I, um, in jeopardy of probably shedding a tear right now, guys, I want to bring it back. I'm going to try and excuse me, get more focused on, 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 I want to know what the programs look like. Sean, I know you wanted to talk Killian. I know you guys can bounce back and forth. Killian, we haven't heard from you in a minute or so. So um, if you want to jump in, however you guys, you guys tell me who's going to go next. I can go. So, yeah, I mean, basically like Sean mentioned earlier, our, our core mission is to raise PTSD and veteran suicide awareness and, and ultimately to prevent that. And we do that through our five main programs. So one of them is through events. Like, so for example, next week, we're going to be at Centerport Yacht Club. Um, that, that's our largest event to date. You know, at, at, at our maximum, we've had 53 sailboats all in one day, taking over 200 veterans to the water. Um, and it's a day of, not of therapy, because you can't really... Do something therapeutic once and call it therapy. It's really a day of awareness and making connections, like networking for uh, veterans so that they can uh, meet sailors on Long Island. And our hopes, which is what happens, is that these veterans who want to go sailing throughout the year 
and make connections with sailors on Long Island and go sailing. So, um, so these, so these fifty-three killing these fifty-three boats or the twenty-some-odd boats that you're going to have next week in Sandport, those are not necessarily sail-ahead boats. Those are private yeah. citizens. T- tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, so so like sail-ahead, we Sean and I and our family, we we can't we can't take everybody sailing. Yeah, it's not not possible. So what we do is we kind of act like an in-between, like a broker, if you will. Like we, you know, Tommy, I'm sure you've seen this on Long Island. There are so many boats and access to the water is so expensive. And a lot of the times these boats are just sitting there, you know, they're on the Just sitting there, man. I I live very close to boats that just sit there. Yeah, no doubt. So what we try to do is uh, contact local yacht clubs, boating clubs, people, just boat owners in general. And we're like, hey, we have somebody who, you know, this is what we do. We have somebody who, who would love to go sailing. Would you like to join us at one of our events and take someone sailing? And that's basically what we do. So, yeah, these 53 boats, these 20 boats that we go sailing with are individual boat owners. Most of that, most of the time they're part of like a yacht club or whatever. And we go sailing. So it was kind of funny, like off, the first time we did this, I mean, we were young, like, like how old were we on the the first CYC event. Yeah, so I was 15 then, and you were 17. Yeah, so 15 to 17-year-olds literally going up to a yacht club, knocking on their door, saying like, hi, this is me, this is Sean. Uh, we're this age, and we have this crazy idea. We'd love to go sailing using your facilities, your boats, your members, your dime. And we want to they were probably boats. they probably said yeah come on in kids this is we were waiting for you to show up right that's probably how it went down <laughs> exactly and like literally I, I remember thinking like it's impossible they're never going to say yes but they were crazy enough the first yacht club that we went to Center Boy Yacht Club were crazy enough to say yeah we will spend the money and time and membership uh, to help you take veteran sailing so that's how it started um, these events and uh, this year will be the sixth it's not easy it's not easy. But, you know, and, and having, you know, been in sales my whole life, you know, you're a couple of sharp young sales guys going out there and selling your story and selling your mission. I mean, it's you're taking shots, you know, you're taking a chance. And, and I, I would think that should inspire other people, whether it be in business or certainly in nonprofit. you got to get out there. you got to meet the people. you got to take your lumps, as they say. You know, not everybody's going to say yes, but the more success breeds more success breeds more success, right? You get a couple of wins under your belt. Look, we're working with the Centerport Yacht Club, and you can have a little bit of, for lack of a better word, swag. You can have a little bit of swag. We're got, we're doing this already. I might be 18, and he might be 16, but we're doing this thing now, you know. And that that makes incredible impact. I I know a couple of, I have a couple of connections in at some yacht clubs where I'm at, and we'll uh, we'll work on making those connections offline for sure. Thank you. Yeah, our dad would always yeah. would always tell us like, you know, just ask, and worst case scenario, they say no. And also being in the nonprofit sector, uh, it, we're in the we're in the business of of begging, of asking for help, right? Like we're not we're not hiring everybody for everything that we do. Sean and I don't make any money off of this whatsoever. I mean, that's not the point either. But uh, you know, you just ask, and uh, and people have a good heart, like the shirt that you're wearing. You know, there's be the good, believe in that there's good um, in the world, and there is. You just have to find the right people, ask around, be out there, be a salesman, be a salesman for yourself. 100%. Your organization and your, uh, your mission. I want to, 
I want to meet with you guys and we have all the time in the world because I have a lot of other questions about how I can support and how we can get involved and how, you know, if this is your goal to make this your profession, how you can get the support to do that. But we don't have time to do that all now. We'll talk about it uh, together over lunch. But let's talk about, we're going to go to break, but I don't think we hit on all the programs. I don't even know if we've hit on any of the programs other than the events and the sailing. So we're going to have to do that. When we come back, let's do the lightning round, guys. Let's get all the programs out. Let's get any upcoming events out. Let's make sure people know where to find you guys. And, uh, you know, the thing about this show is it's my show. I can do whatever I want. So if I want to have you guys back in a month to talk about what just happened, you know, in over the summer, we will do that. So it's all good. So this is philanthropy. Yeah, what is it, Tommy? It's called philanthropy in focus. We'll be right back. I'm your boy, Tommy D. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Calling all pet lovers... Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. All right, and we're back. This is Philanthropy in Focus. I'm Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector. All right, let's get into it, boys. Let's run it. We're going to run this down. This is the lightning round, I like to say, because I want to make sure we leave it all out on the field or leave it all out on the water. How about that? Let's leave it all out there. Let's get it all out. Let's get all the stories out. Let's get the programs out before we have to move on. So, Killian, I know you want to pick up programs, and we'll get Sean right back into the conversation after that. So we have, obviously, the sailing program. We have the events that you do. Take it from there. Yeah, so events, regular sailing, racing, uh, specifically. Um, and so that's three, yeah, racing, because there's the camaraderie, the teamwork. Um, it's different than just sailing, let's say, sipping wine, looking at sunsets. It's all great. And they're just different, different vibes. Um, then we have what we call our safety team. So we have, uh, what we do is we take veterans who are medics. And in general, a lot of veterans are trained in like EMT style sort of training. Um, they know first aid, CPR. If not, we certify them 
And what we do is we have uh, power boats that go to sailing events. It doesn't have to be sail ahead specific events, but they just go to other events and they act as the first responders on the water. So like a safety boat. So, you know, we do events, sailing, racing, uh, veterans who want to help out at other events uh, can be part of the safety team. And then lastly, we do in general maritime education. So we partner with the Long Island Maritime Museum on the South Shore in Long Island. Um, I believe they're in Oakdale. And uh, we take, you know, there are veterans that are just interested in maritime, maritime history, navigation. There's also a 140-year-old, about 140-year-old uh, oyster sloop uh, boat, sailboat in the Long Island Maritime Museum that actively sails every week. And we take veteran, we uh, partner with them to take veterans sailing there. So it's like a more historical perspective. It's, it's less about the sailing and more about the history, uh, local. And, and like, for example, off Long Island, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but there's a ton of shipwrecks off of the coast of Long Island and along the really? South Shore. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't even know if no you know anything about it. Yeah, I mean, go to the museum for sure, but there there are hundreds because there's a, you know, there's a, Long Island's very famous for its beaches, which is like a very long sandbar, but there's another sandbar, uh, I think like between 50 and 100 miles south of it that is invisible. Uh, and so ships, hundreds of ships have shipwrecked there and you can find maps online and it's insane. Um, but what I wanted to say, I just wanted to add, Killian, to what you're saying. We frequently, when we, when we go uh, sailing on the Priscilla, we frequently partner with the Samaritan Daytop Village, and uh, and so they bring sure. homeless veterans. So so uh, you know when when we partner with the Long Island Maritime Museum, we bring about uh, twenty six veterans from there uh, each time we each day that we work with them. And uh, interestingly, Congress declared the Priscilla, which is the oyster sloop, a national historic landmark. So it's the only landmark that you can drive, <laughs> but it's uh, it's very empowering for for that particular group of veterans because you know it's uh, it's a really special experience and it again it's just the goodness of people's hearts that are providing such a magical day. But yeah, go ahead, Ken. I didn't mean to. And, and another thing we do with the Priscilla is we we take an all women's crew only. So like even women within the military, you know they've they face, you know, different kinds of hardships while they're in. So we try and create, again, just spaces where it, people feel among, you know, safe individuals like they can relate to. So um, we, we, one of the events we organize is like only for uh, special operations people, veterans, you know, on the Priscilla, we do an all women's day. Um, but that's, so in a nutshell, again, to recap, like, what Sail Ahead does is raise PTSD and veteran suicide awareness, and we prevent it through our, our five programs, the events, sailing, racing, uh, maritime education, and the safety team. And that's, uh, that's what we do year round. I mean, we don't sail as much anymore in the wintertime. <laughs> Uh, just because things get a little busy. And... Oh, man, just when I was getting ready to go sailing and <laughs> yeah, frost fighting, that was like you totally, you know, Killian, forget. Ah, oh, that's a shame because you totally, totally had me sold on it, man. I was ready to do it. So, ah, oh, too bad. 
Well, no, that's all right, Sean. I, that's all right, Killian. Don't worry about it. If you, if you ended the program, I don't want to screw it up for you guys. I don't, I don't want to put you guys out. Um, I, I have, uh, I have a question. I think you told me you deal with, you do some work with the waterfront center up on the North shore. Is that true? Is that accurate? Or, or do you have relationships with them or could you use some relationships with them? We yeah. did have a program uh, before COVID where it, it was a basic keelboat certification program. So every, I think, yeah, every week there was a, a class. Sometimes it was an actual classroom. Sometimes it was on, there are keelboats called sonars. And uh, some, yeah. some veterans were able to get certified uh, by, from the U.S. Sailing Association. All right. Well, we can talk about that offline because I actually they have the Christine up there, which I'm going to get out on the Christine, I'm sure, at some point soon. You know, I've done a couple of days of service with them. Uh, gang, sometimes days of service, listen up if you want to get out there and help nonprofits. For me, sometimes a day of service is just stealing Italian ices from my dad. He, I'm not really stealing him. He hooks me up. He gives me shout out to my dad. Ralph's Italian Ices on Huntington out on Long Island. I'll be getting those ices and bringing them out for staffers, for, you know, the, the people that they serve. And certainly, guys, when we will work out some details when uh, – we can do that for uh, one of your events. Love, love to do that. Um, I, I, I want to know, talk to me about the future of this organization. We don't need to dive into, you know, how do we get you guys to a point when you can do this as a profession? We could talk about that some other time. But what I want to know is upcoming events. How do, how do my people, the people I'm connected to, relationships that I have, how do they get involved? And, and what exactly, if, I, if we have a, a, you know, kind of a magic wand, what do you need? Obviously, we need donations. It's part about what our sector does, right? Nonprofits. But what else? What relationships? Let's talk about that. Sean, you're not on mute, so you start, and then we'll go to Killian if he has something to. Um, so our, our current vision for Sail Ahead is to do – well, so we just came out of, out of COVID. This is our first sort of full year uh, resu- un- on unpause. Um, so we'd like to expand a little bit our events. Right now we have uh, five events a year about. Uh, one of them is in Washington State, actually, catering to the uh, ranger bases out there. Um, and, uh, and the rest are here on Long Island. We'd like to expand that a little bit. We want a racing team to maybe in a few years do the Bermuda race. We think that would be very cool. An all-veterans racing team uh, racing to Bermuda. And, uh, and also, you know, we are, we've begun brainstorming about the feasibility of a sailing school. So kind of kind of like Warrior Ranch Foundation, very similar concept, like mm-hmm. a sleepaway camp. So through our network, if if someone says, "All right, my buddy's really not doing well. He this might be the night," we could buy him a plane ticket to New York from wherever they are in the United States. They can sleep away at our at our sleepaway camp for a week, learn to sail, and at the end of that week, they're uh, they're tested in an actual race. And if they do well, they get some kind of a stamp, you know that they they passed it and you know the, the the thing about fighting the suicide epidemic is is you know it's uh it's kind of like um you have a good month and it gives you a new lease on life and you maybe have another yeah. six months you know like so the event that's coming up on sunday maybe for some people and we've been we've been told this which is why i'm saying it like uh they had we were specifically told and i'm sorry if this is graphic but someone had a gun in their mouth and then they were invited to this event. They went to the event and, uh, quote, it's because of people like you that I haven't killed myself. So, you know, a new lease on life until hopefully something else good happens that gives them yet another uh, uh, 
few months or however it is until no, I can Sean, finally definitively Sean, turn it around. Yeah, you're not, it, it, it's graphic, but it's real. This is what goes on. We are here to support each other as human beings. That is what this, yeah. this life, in my opinion, is about. And at different points in our lives, we all need different levels of support. And let's just be honest, this show is not about, you know, scratching the surface and saying, hey, is there a problem? No, there is a problem. And that's why this month I've had folks like yourselves come on this show and discuss ways to solve that. I want to get you guys connected to an organization, uh, Project Refit, out of the South Jersey, Philadelphia area. They they do this to, similar, not with sailing, but other work to really support veterans. And they're in there on the front lines and you know, when you're talking about it might be the moment when somebody needs this level of service or needs a connection or needs a leg up there. I want We'll talk about that offline. Shout out to um, the team out of Project Refit and um, shout out to all the nonprofits that are doing special work everywhere, but specifically for our veterans serving those who have served us. It is incredible. Killian, one last thing from you before we go and then one from Sean and then we got to go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just to end it, Tommy, thank you so much for having us on. Really appreciate it. So glad we met. Um, I would say, thinking big into the future of Sail Ahead, I just want to add, you know, in 10 years, there, there's a race called the Volvo Ocean Race, which is one of the most prestigious. It's literally a, a race around the world on a sailboat. Why not have an all-veterans crew uh, sailing around the world? No reason. No reason not to. There's no reason not to. It just you just put it out there. The universe. It is 22 right now. He says by 32 there will be an all veterans sailing under the the flag of sail ahead in that race. That's just going to happen, guys. You put it out there. Now it's about the connections to who we need to get to. And I 10 years is a long time, man. I'm sure we could. I don't know anything about that race, but I feel like maybe we could. Maybe we can move that timeline up. <laughs> but but I'll connect with you guys, right? What's that? You'll be the navigator. I'll navigate. Yeah, well, you better get a lot of Dramamine, maybe a case of Dramamine and whatever else you guys think would help. Look, I want to work on that. I would love to, you know, my neighbor across the street has a boat. My friends are members of the yacht club where I live, and I need to get past this this whole seasickness thing. But that's another story um, for, for another day. We'll resolve that, and we'll try to resolve that. That's the level of support I need, guys. But you all are doing very special work. Uh, Sean, thank you. Killian, thank you. Uh, I hope this served you guys as much as it serves everybody that's that's listening because I think it tells the story. Next week on the show, I just want to shout out uh, Stefan and Jenny Hespler will be here from Operation Vest. And Operation Vest is veterans ending suicide together. And they do uh, th these incredible runs. They're very involved in the veterans community. I'm sure you guys have met with with them. You know these yeah. folks. Actually, uh, I saw. Actually, I met your younger sister at the uh, at the the run when I was serving some Italian ices a few weeks back, and she taught me a little bit about Instagram. I got to talk to her again because I'm not doing a good enough job on Instagram. <laughs> guys, this is land for being focused. I'm glad you guys came on the show. I'm glad everybody else is checking in. I love you all. Make it a great day. I'm Tommy D. See you next week. Bye.
Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 